to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not so classic games of the 8 and 16 bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game will be Gunstar Heroes Part 2 for the Sega Genesis. All right, folks, welcome back to our more Gunstar Heroes. Now, don't worry, this is not just some more boring level by level. I know not everyone thinks it's the best part of the show, oh. but these levels are insane, and we have so many more and cool bosses to get through, so let's just move right on into it. Yeah, so uh, where did you go next, then? Follow that up with... The Strange Fortress, actually. Oh, really? I think that going into that with two weapons is all you need. And I find, like, you know, it's mainly boss structure was pretty easy to get through. So I but had a little. Oh, okay. For the sake of uh, ease, we'll just go in, in your order there and, and follow up with the Underground Mine. Okay, sure. Which I think is the hardest of the levels. See, I thought the, the Dice Palace was, personally. At least my first time through. I don't know. All right. Well, in this <laughs> level, before you even start, uh, the professor tells you that it is a mining planet, and he will give you an experimental mine cart to travel on. Yeah, he's been working on it, and, and it's a pretty cool-looking little... It looks almost like a spidery thing, almost. Yeah, it, it adds like another layer of cool to you and your sprite. Mm-hmm. And in this level, you are in a mine shaft, one that goes horizontally and vertically. Yeah, and very quickly at that. And your cart has a nice jump, but if you hold up or to the left or right, you can jump from one surface to the other. So from the floor to the ceiling or from the left wall to the right wall. Which is uh, important and awesome. Yeah, it's pretty darn cool. Now, on the other side, the enemies also use the same tactic and also come from all parts of the level. Yeah. So the homing devices are not as useful in this stage. Yeah, I can see that for sure. And in the beginning, of course, you're just fighting a lot of guys and bombs. And that's kind of the same for most of these levels. Sure. I mean, you'll you'll, head, you'll get to the section where you have a vertical, you're going down the shaft, and then it'll level out. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's when you'll start seeing in the vertical, you'll start seeing the train cars coming by. Yeah. And don't worry, they're not that bad. They just have a couple guys in them. Yeah, and they're usually like asleep or something at first. You have to wait for them to wake up before you can kill them. Right. It's a little weird, but... You but know. I never noticed them to be like harder to kill than like any of the normal guys no, running around. No, no. So it's, I don't know if it's a mini boss or not, but there is a part where the train has that Colonel Red or whoever is in it. Yeah, and this is after, you know, I, all the train cars are broken off and it's just the engine and he's throwing minions out at you. It's, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he has a life meter. So no. you just have to shoot him a, a little while. I, a, I don't know. And then he goes away. Now, we did forget to mention there are a couple harder parts, I think, when you are descending through the shafts, and there are these, like, force fields that pop up, and you have a limited amount of time to either destroy the force field generator, or there is a moment where they will short out and you have to jump around them. Right, right, yeah. But the whole movement minecart part of this level isn't that bad. That's not why I think this is the hardest level. It is really the final boss that gets me. Yeah, the awesome seven force. And the seven force is awesome it is uh piloted by your brother green yeah and it has seven forms that's right it's even better than six shot 
Now, here is where the differences, I forgot, are in your levels of difficulty. Because easy, normal, or hard, you have to fight a certain number of forms of seven oh, forms. okay. So if you've chosen easy mode, you fight only three forms. If you fight it on normal, you have five. And if you are fighting on expert, you have to fight all seven forms. There was one I didn't see. Okay, well, and there was one know. that I hate the most. And I kept warning my son about it. And we did not encounter it in our playthrough. <laughs> and then he did not encounter it in his playthrough. And I was like, Ooh, I wanted you to feel that pain. But, I gotcha. But he never did. Uh, and, well, once you are told you're fighting the seven force, it does go through every single form. It tells you the names and attacks of all of it in sure. a hilariously long fashion. Yeah, and, and each form has about 4,000 and some change hit points. So right. they're all beefy foes. And it starts with uh, Green himself like coming out on this cool little platform. And that platform is the core of all the seven different robots. Yeah, yeah. And I think the first one is always the soldier form, right? I think it is. I mean, I've, I've always fought it. Right, right. It's, you know, the his little platform assembles into a big green mech. Mech, pretty much. That uh... And it has the arm vertex and the arm boomerang. Yeah, and it, it, it attacks you. Is it always from the left? I know yes. it gets behind you. Okay. It always chases you from left to right. Yeah, and it's got, you know, it'll shoot these boomerangs out that are generally always the top half of the screen. Three of them. Yeah, and then it'll like extend its arm. You can kind of see it you know, yep. pointing it at you. And, the you know, this form is pretty easy. You just see where it's about to telegraph, and then you jump from the floor to the ceiling or the ceiling to the floor to avoid it. Yeah, keep your keep shooting. Indeed, and it the telegraph is pretty, pretty long, so you're never really that in doubt of where it's going to go. Yeah, and then... After you've defeated him, generally it'll start, you'll head to a vertical section of the shaft because you have three vertical forms kind of of the seven force and three that you will only fight on the horizontal zone. So it breaks them up in this in this way. Right. So next up, you may fight the tail force. Yeah, this is one I didn't see. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, actually, you did. Uh, you saw it later in the game, but we'll get there. Oh, right. Yeah, well, I didn't fight it here. Uh, and... It has somersault tail and lightning zap. Yeah, it looks like a snake kind of. And this is a, this is a vertical section one. And it's not too hard to uh, run away from because you can just basically go around yeah. the outside edge of the, the room and it will slowly follow you around. It'll do its somersault tail where it spins and whips the tail. Yeah. Uh, and then it does a, a, the zap, but you it's, know. It, it's not bad. Just keep away. That's the key with this one is keep your distance. Yeah. Yeah, and keep attacking. And then next up, we have Tiger Force. Yeah, this, you know, it looks like a tiger. And, and this is a, a horizontal fight. Yeah, and the tiger is running, and then it has two attacks where, one, it has its cannon where you'll see, like, a, a crosshairs moving. That would be the sight laser. Okay, and if, uh, you know, it touches you, or it will eventually, you have to cross over it usually to right. get around it, but, you know, it'll fire a cannon at it. It's not too bad to dodge. Now, also, it will lunge at you. And it oh, can yeah. attack that way as well. Yeah, if you get in front of it. And then there is the lightning zap, which is uh, a little more interesting, where this weird line starts bouncing around off the cannon on top of it. Yeah, it's like you'll see these like stars that indicate the path that the laser will take, aiming kind of beforehand. But that's not the entire path it'll take, because sometimes it'll bounce more than that. So watch oh, really? out. Okay, I yeah, I... 
this guy, not too bad. I was always able, since he telegraphs almost all the attacks, wasn't, you know, you just have to avoid them. Now, the problem is, is that if you take a hit from any of these forms, it's usually about 10 to 20 hit points. So while these forms aren't that hard, just a few hits or grazes really start to add up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's... And that's what I think makes this boss so hard. Yeah. And makes this the hardest level. And especially as we start getting into these other forms. Next up is the Eagle Force. Uh, yes, another vertical one. It has Dance Dance and Spread Laser. <laughs> it's a weird... I mean, I guess it it does look like an eagle once you say that, but... Yeah. It's, it, you know, you're, you're going vertically and it comes at you where the wings are spread across the sides of, you know, from side to side of the shaft. And it blocks your way all the way down or left and right. Yeah, and it'll start shifting momentarily to... Yeah. As it climbs, it repositions its wings in a way that give you very small gaps to move through. Yeah. This is the beginning of it getting hard, I think. Because while it does telegraph it very well, just one graze, that's 20 more hit points. Man, see, I, th I thought the eagle was one of the easier ones, personally. All right. But, I mean, I was going in there since you're kind of close to it, and I had the one of the lightning guns. So, I don't know. Gotcha. Now, next up, we have... Blaster Force. And I think this one is pretty easy. Yeah, it's the the robot uh, turns into a giant gun. It has a grenade shot and a gold bullet. Yeah, I, I couldn't really tell the difference. I just, you know, it's you can see when it's about to shoot and it has a kind of specific rhythm. So if jumping and shooting while you're in the air. it And there know. is a safe spot apparently above and below it where it cannot hit you. Oh, okay. But more importantly, if you do the rotation, it will never hit you. Yeah, just keep moving, yeah. Uh, what I think is really cool about this, though, is after its eighth shot, it then has to reload its magazine. Oh, uh, nice. uh, The clip comes out, and a, and a oh, new piece yeah. comes back in. I got you. I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on, but now that you say that, it makes total sense. I think that's quite a hilarious, nice little touch. Yeah. Now, following that, you have the Urchin Force. Yeah, this is essentially just a big buzzsaw. Yes. It's a circular form kind of with spikes and it you know it hops and spins around it has the hypersonic spin that you just mentioned and the rush and roulette rush and roulette yeah i i don't know what that is personally what is it shooting stuff or is it uh, just... that's when it shoots out uh the spread shot from the center uh -huh. and one area is not so you can be in that safety zone okay okay not unlike russian roulette <laughs> right right uh this one not too bad it's the one i actually encountered the least Okay, yeah. It's, yeah, I didn't have too many problems with it, so just got to keep on, keep on trucking. No, and then finally we have my least favorite of all forms, and that is Crab Force. Yeah, barely a crab. It's red, I guess. Yes, and it is now on the left side of the screen, and it is rushing away from you. Yeah, it's like a big wall, pretty much. And what makes this one so annoying is that I feel like it is way faster in its attacks and movement than any of the other ones. I could see that, yeah, where it's dropping those, like, mines along the floor, and sometimes walls will sprout up and stuff. So it has the crash mine that it alternates with the Will-O-Wisp, which is basically a thing it drops, which is similar looking to the mine. Mm -hmm. The mine you just jump over. And the Will-O-Wisp, when it hits, it moves a little bit, and then it sprouts an entire wall what that you weird. have to be in the very opposite side of to not take any damage. Gotcha. And this is where I would take the most damage if I had to fight the crab guy. I can see that. I see it. that was another one I, I did not run up against when. Oh, I was playing, you're so lucky because so. each wall is twenty damage. Right, right. So if you if your rhythm gets off, 
you know, and it's spewing them it's really fast. So it's like jump, wall, jump, wall, you know, uh, really get knocked back and then take a, a bunch of hits. Mm, no fun. Uh, really, I mean, that's why I dislike this level the most. I can see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's by far the hardest one, I would say. But, you know, on their own, each one doesn't seem that bad. It's when you stack them together that it becomes a real challenge. But luckily, you won't. You might not have to face the crab. You know, who knows? Yeah. And whenever you have defeated the third, fifth, or seventh form, depending on your playthrough, <laughs> it explodes and you get the gym. Yeah. And then you're back to uh, your headquarters for you know to select your next stage. Um, I went with the next one to the right, which is like a flying battleship. No, I think this is the second hardest, just because the overwhelming amount of things and the the two bosses towards the end stacked can be a little rough. Yeah, I I died a lot at the boss. Start at the beginning, though. Okay. Uh, you, you start off where you're jumping upwards. Trying to get on the battleship. Yeah, you can see like part of its hull or whatever starting to uh, move up, and you're jumping up some uh, platforms on the, that all line the left side of the screen. I think it's like the launch pad area. Now, if you get left yeah. behind, you will get launched to the top of the screen and lose, I think, 10 oh, okay. hit points. And then uh, I think it's also slightly easier if you just move a little bit to the right because those platforms are spaced better. You don't have to do the grab and then throw yourself up. Gotcha. You can more often just do a straight jump from platform to platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you go up, there are the jetpack guys, but there's only a few of them. Skull bombers and stuff. It's really when you get to the very top that you have to fight uh, the guys and the many bombs that are getting thrown down. So many, which I didn't know this, but I saw the guy doing it. You can throw them back. Yeah, you can throw them back. But it, the timing on it is weird, and if you mess it up, you're getting hit by a bomb. Sure, yeah. So I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> I only I only did it on accident. Keep your distance, yeah. Once you get onto the ship itself, though, it's pretty cool because you know it's then taking off, and then you're going to fight your way across it. Yeah, and there's a bunch of, I don't know what they are, like generators? Or I don't know, something that are holding there are a ton of power-ups here. It's a good place to get your choice of any weapon. True, but there are a bunch of these boxes that take a zillion hits to explode, Yeah, and they will soak up your chaser whatevers for endless periods of time and not be hitting any actual enemies. Yeah, so this is an area where the lightning saber shines. Oh, I bet, I bet. And you get to your first uh, mini-boss here in this area. Yeah, the swapping reg? Reg? Yeah. But this is another two-legged kind of walker mech. It's got a control panel, or what am I looking for here? It's got like a cockpit you can see into right. with some guys, three guys in the middle. What really confuses me about this when you fight this mech is that the area you fight it in is a unique-looking area that looks like the background should be part of the fight or a part of the mech formation. It's like those two pillars with all oh, of the stuff in between it. Yeah, yeah. It and plays, you can, like, plays no part. There's like a cord across them. Yeah, that you can, can hang, hang from. from. It plays no part in this battle. You don't have at to. At all. Uh, this guy was pretty easy. It like yeah. moves its legs one by one. And you, and you can jump through those legs taking yeah. no damage. Yeah, so just get underneath them and shoot away. That's... It will shoot underneath itself like yeah. a spray gun, but that's I think it's only attack. Yeah, and this is another one where... That lightning saber, just press up and shoot, and it'll stop all the bullets from getting to you. So he's very easy with that. Yeah, um, this whole area is just wave after wave of dudes, tons and tons of dudes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Until you get to really... Uh, you fight your way to the right, and then there's that helicopter Yes. thing with wings, <laughs> winged helicopter. Mm -hmm. And you, you hop on there, and as it takes off, you'll have to fight... Colonel Red is on it. Yeah, and this is your first 
I don't know if it's a mini boss. I feel like this is just you get two bosses at the end of this level. Right, right. He, uh, you know, in Colonel Red, we should say, totally looks just like M. Bison. Yeah, like a not as buff M. Bison. Yeah, he flies around dropping bombs and stuff, but there are certain points where he'll get down and do what is pretty much a psycho crusher. Uh huh. That looks just like it, but really not that bad. You just want to keep away from him and just keep shooting. Yeah, he is definitely the easier uh, half of this equation. Right, but once you land, you'll see some troops on the ground, and then a big burly fellow named Orange, it's kind of an abobo head, will come and jump mm-hmm. on and battle you. Is the body of uh, Guile the head of a bobo? He <laughs> reminds me of uh, Indiana Jones. and Oh, yeah. The mustachioed uh, yeah, airplane the, mechanic? Yeah, who decides, I'm just going to punch you out. And so here he comes. And he has three attacks that are announced. The rotor press, the hard shoulder, and the brake wind. And, and this, this guy, guy is a big pain. Yeah, he's one of the hardest bosses, I think. I agree. I agree. Uh, <laughs> In the game. Even two-player, it gets pretty rough. Well, he's he's either charging across shoulder tackling you, uh huh, or which knocks you. you off. Yeah, and or throwing you, which you know again you'll you'll just reappear, but you're taking damage every time. And then at some point he'll jump on and hold onto the rotor and spin around on it. And at that point, do not touch your jump button because yeah, if you he, do, he'll hit you. He'll or... hit you and knock you off. Okay, I was wondering what what that was all about because I just stood there and shot. But yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what you do then. I honestly, this guy, you know, he's got over 2,000 hit points, so he takes a lot of damage. But I, I would mostly died a bunch, and then I just said screw it and started getting in there and trying to throw him off as much as I could. And it seemed to work, but I don't know if I was just getting lucky. Well, you can only throw him off after he's taken half of his damage. Okay, okay. I was, yeah, it, it, it's a weird fight because you have such a small area, mm-hmm. and I just gave up trying to stay away from him, and it seemed to work. So uh, I don't know. I'll do with that what you can. Yeah, for me, it was just avoiding him and using that chaser, trying to keep keep a beat on him while avoiding him at all costs. Yeah, for sure. Now, if you defeat him, the helicopter will crash, and you will get that third gym, and you will be back at home base, ready to choose your fourth and final mission, which for you was the Strange Fortress. Yeah, this uh, the bad guy here is named Black, and it's like he's built a silly... What does he call it? A silly fortress or something? The, you know, professor yeah. tells you that. And at the beginning of the level, it is just your standard level. Yeah. You're, you're like running, a, running, gunning outside. I couldn't tell if it's like power lines or there's like some gardens in the background. You know, you got like a tech floor. This is just a lot of those helicopter guys and soldiers attacking you. Yeah. And a uh, little boss outside that's like a mounted gun. Yeah. Like turret which yeah. shoots at you. But it's pretty easy to blow through. Super easy, yeah. And really, that's just a warm-up for you to get a second uh, gun if you've chosen this as your first level. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because once you get through this little area, you are now into the Dice Palace. Yeah, which is a, a pretty neat idea for a game where it's a little board game kind of path you go around. And it has several, you know, and there's a die that falls from the ceiling that you pick up and throw with your character, and then you're... You will move X spots that you rolled. Now, this dice only goes up to three. Okay, I was going to say, I felt like there. I never saw anything above a three, so Correct. I thought maybe I was just very unlucky. And when I played through with my son, we were lucky enough to go through most of the board and then get the return to beginning. So I have played every single spot okay. on this board. I, I went through most of them because none of them are, are hard to finish. 
no. really. But it's just that uh, attrition over time of getting to the end. And then when I would get to something new, uh-huh. I would I got to figure it out and I would die. So I had to keep starting over and going through it. Like I played this thing like four or five times. That's why I, I thought it was the hardest for the first time going through. Gotcha. But once you know how to deal with each enemy, it's actually pretty easy. Definitely, yeah. And so each spot is a different encounter. And there are two spots that are items and health. Yeah, you get a little, what is it, happy item room? Yes. And we're just going to go through these square by square. Sounds good. Uh, Starting with square one, and that is Valvalon. Yeah, this is a giant yellow dragon or snake that flies around. Yes. It tells you to shoot it in the head, but I think you can damage it anywhere. Does it take just more damage in the head? Uh, I just think it's the tail is the only spot you cannot hurt it in. Okay. Well, yeah, it snakes around does some patterns up there sometimes it'll come down and do like arches attacks as it moves across the screen or just and then those are really easy to just be hide between its its you know spots it telegraphs where it's going to go and it so. only has like, like uh 2000 3000 hit points so i think this one's quick breezy blow right through it not too bad uh the second square is the item room and it has a force a lightning a chaser and a health in it always a bonus and then the third square is another mini boss it is Timeron. Now this is a weird one too. It's it comes down and it will start dropping bombs. Yes. From below it, it's a, it's like a, it flies. It's a weird ship, an alien looking ship thing that will slowly drop these bombs below it. And how many does it drop? Four or five? I think it's like five. And then you know if you dodge those, you want to keep shooting it, but then it will. Then they explode. Yeah. After they explode, then they'll unexplode, which also hurts you. Yeah. And start. It'll it'll like pull them back up it reverses time kind of it's kind of weird um yeah so this is definitely one that will get you on your first try because if you're not really ready for those things to get sucked back up or to re-explode it can definitely catch you off guard but once you know what to expect from it you just avoid those bombs yeah, and this yeah. boss is very easy sure in square four we have rush and go and i hate this thing this one's one of the worst because it's a i don't know how to do this properly i can't tell you i just it's a grid kind of it's a it's a big room that you're jumping around in that makes a grid of all these multicolored walls and you do not have access to your guns yeah you just can punch and you, by doing so it'll it'll eliminate certain colors of walls and, and it keeps changing the sh- the path and shape you're just trying to get to the upper right corner and leave but i think I, what if you run out of time you just leave it as well right yeah i think so because i know i ran out of time the first time i was doing so it so why would you try to get to the end just to get through faster you get more points but i don't know what those add up to because there's a ball that's bouncing around in here yeah that and will if you attack trap you. it <laughs> in the same area as you it does a lot of damage yeah it'll, it'll rapidly hit you so i i lost to the time and got to keep going so i don't know other than that i would say just hide in that very first part and I, don't do anything i was able to make it through a couple times by just going i i, I would just always try to jump up up and then the go top, to the right and then go to the right and it seemed to work because other times i would get right underneath the goal and i could not figure out how to make that one disappear it. but it's weird it's a weird one it is weird and annoying but hopefully you can make it through and on to square five the minion soldier this guy's awesome he's agreed a, a super tiny little uh trooper who can throw you around for a big damage oh yeah uh, and he does have a little shot these little like star beams come out and then when he's about half health he makes other soldiers pop out yeah i this guy he wasn't too tough but no, you i just need to stay away because that throw is very devastating 
Yeah, I saw online that he's weak against physical attacks, but I didn't experiment with that really, so no. I can't speak to it. Now it only has about two thousand hit points, so you can breeze through him onto square six. Melon bread, <laughs> my favorite. I remind me because the name Melon bread. It's it's that big dumb. It looks like a clown. Oh my god, face. this thing is disgusting, and it does not look like it belongs in this game. No, it's it's gross and weird. And why is I no. But it doesn't do anything, does it? I never even saw it attack. I just killed it every time. Well, okay. When my son was fighting it alone, it like turned its face to him and came down closer. Okay. And it's something like its tongue may have come out or something, but oh. it, it never hit him because he was in the corner. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's gross looking. Yeah. It, it is. is like a 3D face made of like stars and teeth and yeah i don't know it's just it's just awful it's wrong and i don't know why it's called melon bread yeah i don't know either but it has uh only 1300 hit points so you can just boom take it out and then try to erase it from your memory <laughs> please do yeah square seven it has it's like that weird turret thing yeah you beat up the it's like the car stage in uh street fighter, street fighter 2, fighter two. Yeah, yeah yeah it's just this mobile thing there's a guy inside you just have to beat it up as best as you can and then there's a crate on one side that has health in it. Yeah, so don't don't miss that. No, but this part's super easy. I guess you get a time bonus based on the amount of time left in here. Okay. Because I forgot. I think there's a timer for these levels, but I've never encountered it into Yeah, I, I don't know if you can ever die from the timer. I think it just is a matter of points. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, square eight, though, is back to the mini boss game. And it is Pit. Yeah, this is a weird one where there are four bouncing kind of balls in this room. It's like Pong's happening. Yeah, because there's a wall that's moving in, in front of you and between them, and it's enlarging and lengthening and shortening. And, and watch out, though, because that, that barrier will crush you and, like, knock you onto the top of it. Yeah, that happened to me once. Yeah. And <laughs> the weird part is, is I don't think the balls can hurt you. I don't know how much damage they take either. This wasn't a really tough one. Well, it's like you have to kill each ball, but... The other weird thing is that if you have the homing, uh, the chaser, it always chases the wall. Oh. So you have to, like, position yourself so that it will go through <laughs> okay. the balls to get to the wall. Gotcha. Balls to the wall. But either way, this as long as you can avoid in, uh, that wall, which, if you know how to slide, it's pretty easy. Yeah. And you can make it onto square number nine, the return of Rush and Go. But this one's much easier. It's a small maze, one screen room. That's got a couple enemies in it. And, and it's all about the wall jumping you never have to do anywhere else in the yep. game. You know, you have to to get up that initial shaft, you got to wall jump off, which is a little tricky. It is, but I was like, oh, so later on, there's going to be some some heavy wall jumping. or something. <laughs> this, right. this, this got me going. Not, you're not really. <laughs> no. Uh, you go through there, and you'll be in square 10, another item room, and it has fire, force, lightning, and health in there. And then on to square 11, which is... The Phantom. Yeah, this guy, we've actually seen him, I think, before. He's He looks like a normal enemy, but with, like, no face. Yes. He's a I, little you know, tougher. We forgot to mention uh, him. I wouldn't say he's a mini-boss, but in some yeah. of the levels, there is a black or a orange. Yeah, there's different colored ones. Yeah, that... and they just take more damage than the normal guys, and sometimes they'll throw bombs. Yeah, they're they're a little more persistent, but nothing you can't handle. The cool part is I think he drops health when you kill him. Nice. So if you are quick enough, you can grab it before it shunts you back out to that board. Right, right. Next up, we have square 12, the vortex base. This is a, you have the, it says to destroy the core, which is at the bottom of the screen with what, three or four floors above it? Uh-huh. And then there are a bunch of circles that will light up in a pattern that then the, the core will emit a laser beam that will follow that pattern through the orbs. 
so it will bounce from side to side of the room and the path is determined by the initial movement of the flashing which is pretty quick i, I was never able to be like all right i you know oh, I, really I, I would just top of the thing and shoot it and then when i saw a beam coming flip up i was usually hanging i found if i stayed at the top in the middle usually one of the two sides of the top was safe and if you paid mm. enough attention you could figure out which one to go to. sure yeah yeah and then if you have chaser you're just hitting that thing the whole time right. no matter what yeah no worries uh next up we have uh square 13 and it is unusual for two reasons one it has a no gun symbol on it that's right you're not using your guns here and second of all because the name of this boss is so weird it is curry and rice yeah but... and it is a large thing it only has 362 health but you're only hitting it with your fists or those other types of attacks yeah and and this thing is kind of annoying yeah i think this is one of the tougher spots um it does like a weird windmill attack. Yeah, it's, and it's got like a spin kick and some yeah. other close attacks, which do more damage than I would like. Indeed. So really, for me, it was holding off, letting it get into the slow walk mode, and then doing my jump uh, dive attack. Mm, gotcha. I found that was the easiest way to, and it would usually knock it back and onto its butt. Yeah, yeah. Give me another moment to, <laughs> to run away. Brief respite. Now you destroy it, and you move on to square 14, the a Baron Bow gel i yeah i didn't fight this one and I, I didn't see it on the playthrough so i don't know what it is oh well you missed out because it is only one step down from the creepy factor of that face oh okay it is like a weird cell that has like a smiley face into it okay that's and new to me <laughs> it just kind of like bounces around the room all right and i think uh it may shoot something but uh from what i remember it was pretty easy to avoid so, you know, it's in a smaller room. It's pretty easy to hit as well. All right. That's... It's just more weird looking. <laughs> it's that it's for some reason it has like a crease, like a creepy, like, I don't know, like a child's smiley face type thing. It's in the wrong game. Mm, mm. Agreed. So following that, you have square 15, the super gondola. This is an interesting one where you have a bunch of various targets on the ceiling. There are turrets and some things that drop bombs. That, yeah. And that's scrolling different directions left and right while the floor is also moving and you know, it can drop bombs that will destroy parts of the floor. Yeah, this was, I thought, one of the harder areas as well. Yeah, it's uh, especially at first when you get a lot coming at you. But it's it's all about just keeping your head, avoiding the pits, and trying to destroy all of the turrets. And then it's pretty easy. You're just letting it scroll by and attacking the weak points. Yeah, and each piece has, I think, a 400 hit points. Okay, not too, that area. Not too bad. Yeah. You, know, you definitely want uh, some sort of a longer range weapon yeah, for yeah. this area, though. For this sure. is one of those places where if you have something short because of uh, your t stack, like mm -hmm. that sword, yeah, yeah. you're going to want to back off and only use one of the two. Makes sense. Now, uh, room 16 is your final item room. It has chaser, fire, and two healths. Mm. And uh, one thing I forgot to say was that when you play this two-player, one player plays at a time. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So you choose your dice. You take your dice and throw it as player one, and then you go and fight that room by yourself yeah and then the other player picks up the dice and goes and if they land on a square that has already been beaten they have to roll again that see that's that's nice but on the downside only one of you accesses the item room ah okay so it's kind of a bummer on that side yeah yeah and then there's a square at the end that makes you start over right it takes you back to the beginning i, I had to do it but we had already cleared so much of it that yeah, yeah. i really only had uh, one item room that i had to get to I didn't realize, I, did, I never actually landed on that, so I was pretty lucky because I was really dreading it, right. thinking that the squares would all come back. 
Oh, that would be awful. I know. But finally, you have square 18, the final square. And that is the boss. Now, if you have been playing this two-player, the second player will come into the boss room with you. Nice. So you don't have to do it alone. And in this boss is the Black Beat Stepper. Yeah, this is a... It's a cool boss. I like this idea a lot. It's a big mech that walks around the walls of the room, too. It stomps across the floor, sometimes the ceiling, right? Yeah. But, But the room's kind of divided into these... You know, the walls of the room kind of have four colors to them. And they do. And, and then it rolls a die. There's a big die, like you've been rolling. It's now the boss's turn to roll the die. Yeah. And depending on what it rolls, it will have one of the following attacks. The red fireball, the green cutter, the blue cracker, or the yellow laser. And those colors you mentioned are on the wall. When it does the attack, it will tell you, basically, because the color will be on that die. Yeah, yeah. And then they will flash on the wall. And then the attack will go from one red panel to the next. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird, yeah, or like the yellow, the lasers that make like almost a grid. There's a bunch of them that go up and down and left and right. But while this boss has some neat attacks, it was, this is one of the easier ones too, I found. Oh, I thought so. Because it telegraphs everything and you have plenty of time to move out of the way of whatever these attacks are. But it moves so slow too that you can do so much damage before. I only, you only rolled the dice two or three times. Maybe I got lucky. Maybe you did. But once you have defeated this, or your fourth boss right. or level, you will return back to your choosing area. Only this time, the professor is alone. Yeah, and he's tied up. You'll see that, I mean, I guess your sister, Yellow, is gone? Yeah, she has been taken, kidnapped by the evils. So you got to get her back. And this is the end of your choices, because from this point on, you are now off to save Yellow, and you are now in the second half of the game. Yeah, and... It starts here where you just hit the Ricky Road and get down onto the highway. Yes. And you can see there's like a brown sky in the background, some city backgrounds. There's a neat, uh, there's some billboards for Gunstar Gum. Yeah, that, that's pretty funny. Yeah. and uh, But here really, this is the, I think, the longest bossless stretch. Like you're moving through this city for a, a long time and it's just wave after wave of these helicopters and soldiers and there are some mech walkers. Yep. But they look like they're going to be way tougher than they really are. Well, yeah. they I feel like they're tough until they get close. Like their feet if they kick you, that's 20 damage. Yeah, oh, they'll damage you, but like I just But they take one one hit and they're gone. Yep, you barely need to just just go on the offensive with them, kill them before they get close. And there's box patterns here, you'll yeah, see. Yeah, and, and so this level is where the chaser and the chase laser combo really lets you down. because not, not strong enough for those boxes? It's not strong enough for the boxes, so it gets tied up there for lengthy, lengthy periods of time. And there are just so many enemies moving around the screen that it cannot handle. I mean, it moves around and kicks. It moves around and kills a lot of them, but it's leaving large amounts of them to run into you, throw you, grab you, whatever. Right. I, I can remember using the Ultra Flamethrower in this level for whatever reason. Because that's, I think that would be I pretty had. sweet because you just sweep around and just tear it up. Yeah, it helps for those boxes. You know, they're not too bad, but there's like one point where you get that where it's like a backslash. Yeah, and if you blow them up and you're underneath them, they'll yeah. fall and hurt you. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but you can blow up the ones above you before you knock them down or... The key is, in this whole area, you do not want to stand still. you got to keep moving, because because the enemies are going to keep coming and yeah, coming. You will get swarmed. So you've been fighting your way across this giant base. Yeah, and finally, you will come. You'll see the boss approaching warning. Warning. The, the great soldier's coming. Yeah. 
final great soldier. What's his move? It's like dance, dance. Love, love, dancing. Love, love, dance. <laughs> but this guy, he just looks like a normal trooper that's just kind of moving back and forth slightly until Colonel Red rolls in. Yep. And apparently his name is Smash Daisaku to where that he's the real boss. He throws the other guy out. Yes. And now you have to fight uh, Colonel Red. So he's a little different now. Yes, his new attacks are the Spiral Head, the Afterburner, and the Bravu Reg. Yeah, so he can shoot a um, fireball that will come out, and after about halfway across the screen, it'll start homing in on you. And you can jump over that, not too bad. He does a... Well, he's got two phases to his... his, uh... Oh, I guess that's true. That's, the first yeah. half, he's flying around yeah. with a jetpack on. Yeah, he's flying around, dropping bombs. But uh, this the first half, pretty easy. You can avoid those bombs. It's similar to what we've seen from him before. Right. It's that second part, you know, when he lands, that he starts doing yeah. that other attack. That's when he whips out his, he's got like a pistol that he shoots some, like I said, the homing fireballs, as well as a kind of double spiral helix fire attack. Yeah, and that one actually can be a problem because uh, the the... First one, you can jump over, I think, fairly easily. Yeah. But the helix, you have to be in just the right spot yeah, to you want, not get you hit want, by it. You want to find that right away if you can. And I think I found that if you can find a good spot on the left side of the board, you're safe there Like as long as he shoots. Yeah, I was able to stand there for most of the fight. Like He wasn't coming at me. So I, when we played at two-player, my son found that spot. Yeah. And he was invincible like i was the one who was like oh uh, like i could not get to a great area and he was just blasting away the whole time yeah as long as you have like a nice long-range weapon you're good he also has that stretch kick where his foot extends oh yeah the dulcim kick yeah it's a little weird but uh, you don't see it too often if you keep away from it yeah yeah Uh, it does a decent amount of damage but again stay away and you won't have to deal with it yeah but you beat this smash daisaku up and then the bad guy gray he's got the helmet and the thing he shows up and you give him the gems and he flies off yellow is yeah. down there he's like you better hand those gems over if you want this lady yeah and then and you then, give him up you're a good guy you realize you got to get the girl yeah and you know the colonel red kind of points his gun at her for a second you know when you give up the gems but then a bunch of mini villagers run from off screen and carry him away yeah they save the day i love it and yellow is returned to her the rightful place at the right-hand side of that screen. Yeah. Uh, when you return, though, you realize that the they've they've taken your gems and they're going to go resurrect that evil robot. So the yeah. professor has told you that you can jump in the spaceship he's designed. Yeah. Chase after them. Yeah. So now you get a, a pretty sweet side-scrolling uh, shooter game. Yes, and unlike a lot of games where it's very uh, tacked on, which this one still is, there is a little bit more going on with it because. There is a new movement mechanic added to this ship. Yeah. And they all act the same way. Yeah, so it's as long as you're holding down the button, it will just keep shooting the same direction. Yes. Which, for the most part, for me, was right or left. But uh-huh. you can shoot diagonal. It's really weird to be able to shoot vertically or aim your shots in a in a shoot 'em up or shooter, you know? A space yeah. shooter. It's, it's, a, it's a neat idea that I'm really kind of surprised I've haven't seen in actual shooters and then on top of that your jump button is now a jump jet which if you press direction and it you will now like not teleport but quickly move i didn't use a good third of the screen i didn't either because i wasn't used to the movement like otherwise your movement is about the same speed as it was before yeah so it's very easy to predict what you're doing with that jump jet it would often put me in areas i wasn't ready to be in it was super quick. Like, I yeah, think it, very. it looks cool and stuff. I, I think it would be really good for the laser portion later on we'll talk about. Mm, yeah. But uh, 
it's just really cool to have that same mechanic of the two of the two guns with your ship. And it reminded me a lot of Guardian Legend in that way. Mm. So, okay, let me ask you this. So the second player becomes like a gun pod on it? Yes. That's they so are cool. not their own ship. Yeah. And they can move around you and then shoot in whatever direction they want. Yeah. But they don't control the movement of the ship. That's awesome. Yeah. And they can also shoot themselves off. Oh, oh really? Just like in... Uh, R-Type? R-Type. Oh, wow. When they are detached, you move slower, and it does like a weird thing. So I also was like, stop doing that. Right. Uh, you're messing up my movement. I don't, know, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how that affects things, but I know it's weird. <laughs> the, the the video I saw, the second player had the chaser fireball. Okay. So they were just moving that fireball around the whole screen, and you don't even have to worry about moving or dodging because the other guy's doing it. It really seemed that like that's a great place for that gun. It is. It and seems. the ship itself looks awesome. It comes out, you know, as a ball with like this weird uh, you know, big shafts on the back. Yeah, yeah. And then once you've gone through your hyperspace or whatever and gotten to your access point, like the jump jets pop off. Yeah, you lose your stages. And then, you know, everything kind of unfurls to this design that to me says Japanese spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like the round front with the window. It is very anime yeah. mid eighties and I love that spaceship design. And it just, for some reason, never got anywhere else. Yeah. But I love that that sphere spaceship with the boosters off the back and like a spread. Yeah, yeah. Such a cool design. Agreed. It's bright orange, and you look great. Yeah. Then on top of that, you are now fighting many of the things you've fought before, just at a much smaller scale. So those little guys that you fought, the robots, the green and gray ones, are now in tiny scale. Flying around with jetpacks. Yeah, and you'll see them like behind meteors and certain things. You know, the hangars or in yeah. the docking stations. It is so cool. As a fan of tiny sprites, this part just won me over ten times. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's it looks awesome. So you start flying along, you, you'll see there's a giant ship that you catch up to pretty quick. Right. Um, and almost right away you'll see Timeron returns. Yeah, time to fight Timeron again. Much smaller now. Yeah, because it is now scaled appropriately yeah. to you being in a ship. However, this is one where it just tells you, it challenges you to... Last to, as long as possible. For massive points, it, it starts shooting at you in these various patterns that will get faster and faster as the time goes. I and never I did, messed with it. <laughs> no, I just wanted to get this thing going. Because I, I think, if you get, what, do you get points out of this? If you max it out to the highest time, there you can get like a secret message I saw where it's like good job from one of the programmers. It's a it's like a joke thing. I mean, you do cool. get points, but if you just want to kill it, you can kill it in like two seconds. It's very easy. Uh, and then after that, it's uh, an asteroid shower. Yeah, which, which can be can be a little bit tough. Uh, certain guns don't seem to do much at all to the asteroids, and other ones knock them away. Yeah, with, with ease. You can see, yeah, you'll get some like deflection of their. And then these big uh, ships start coming in. Yeah, from both sides, and they shoot large, like, thick laser beams at you. Yep, yep. They can be a little trouble, but not too much. No, and eventually you'll get to the end of the ship, and you'll start going downward and then heading back left. Yes. Which is no big deal since you can shoot in any direction. But uh, the hard part is when you get to the area with the big laser beams the big blue ones yeah they're just flying at you off the from the left screen and you just have to dodge them but at the same time there are going to be some enemies popping out yeah there's meteors and stuff but you the the laser beams always targeted at you so you just have to get that rhythm of like moving every like one second or so right. because it'll trigger and you want to move a little harder than that are the yellow laser beams after that which are like 
like an elevator going down. Right. And they have little like mines in between them. So it's just all a timing thing. I think this is where that jump jet would really pay off. Get, mm, getting yeah. in between those yellow yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Just blasting through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then after that, though, is really my favorite part of the level. And that is another uh, little meteor shower. Mm-hmm. Only this one is not an act of nature. Oh, no. You see all the little men? So all the little robot men are pushing asteroids at you. Yeah, yeah. What a hilarious and great it's, little thing. It's a nice touch. It is. Now, finally, you beat them all off, and you work your way back around to the, I don't know, middle front of the Yeah, rope, and the, giant now you're ship. Like going alongside it, kind of, where you'll fight turrets and other things, but... You get to a mini boss. I didn't realize it was a mini boss. It's called the thousand millimeter gun, but it just looks like a turret. It's like there's a turret. Yeah. And there's like five turrets. This one just takes longer to kill. I just thought it was another turret. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I saw it listed as that thousand millimeters. But I guess it has different types of things it can shoot, but it it it's gone like very quickly. Yeah. I yeah. This is nothing to me. But after that, you get a few more waves of. Uh, ships you get those gray ones that are coming in where they come at the top and bottom at the same time and then oh, make yeah. like a wall in front of you and you kind of have to blow up enough and sneak through and then there's ones that like appear around you like a flower yeah and then fly away i didn't understand how those are supposed to hurt you i yeah i didn't either they're like yellow or something yeah, yeah. i was like well they're running away from me like i could kill most of them i think they might shoot at you i, I don't know i I, okay, I'm glad you had that same uh, experience. <laughs> By this point, I know I had the exploding fireball, so it was like as soon as they would appear, you just hit one and it explodes, so it'll take out like half of them. Okay. Which is better than none. And then at the very end of this level, we have our boss, and it is a familiar face. Yeah, you'll see Green comes back again, and he is in the Seven Force. And I love this rematch. Yeah, well, it's much, they're smaller now. Yeah, because... Again, it is now scaled to you being outside in a spaceship, and they are changing on the fly. Yeah, they're, you know, this is where it's been scaled down, and it's animating them. You know, this looks exactly the same. But they, they're different sprites. They got to okay. be. Well, I mean, they... I mean, maybe they're not. Someone let us know. But either way, they have done it in a way that you can exactly tell yeah. what it is. It looks perfect, and it's, I mean, really, it's... They all do something slightly different here, and you know it's rapidly changing between all seven forms, right? And each form is really just in a type of movement to get at you. Yeah, it's just one attack. Yeah, so you have a soldier form, and it does the the boomerangs. Mm, right, right. It switches into the tail form, and it spins around trying to get you get with that tail. This web. was where I first saw the tail form. Yeah. Then the tiger force form is actually, I think, the the, the dangerous one. Yeah. Uh, one of the two most dangerous ones, because then it does that lunge at you yeah which yeah. is like when it's fastest moves uh followed by eagle force the other fast one where it swoops quickly at you yeah yeah uh then you have blaster force it's that gun again good old gun urchin force uh and this one it does like a shoot out all directions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh and then finally i don't remember what crab force does in this one did you I, fight it i don't recall seeing it man i don't um, think i did either but i thought this one was really pretty easy yeah, it's easier than the previous version. You I just think. <laughs> run away from it and shoot. Yeah, you're not bound to the ground anymore, so you can move all over. And... Yeah, it's quite awesome. Blast away. After you defeated the Seven Force, you then go back into the port it, it, it came from. There's like a hatch that had opened up. Yeah, you're you now you're inside the ship, back on foot. And it is time to fight again. Yeah, well, you can see like it has windows in the background you can see that the ship has like landed and you fight there's a bunch of those phantom guys here yes yes the the harder 
normal guys. But I think you can just run past them. Because <laughs> uh, you get to the door and go inside, and that's where you fight the core guard system. Oh, yeah, and this thing is really cool looking. And another one of these, I think almost before its time, yeah. kind of use of 3D. Yeah, it's uh, you're, you're in the foreground here, but in the background you can see the, the core of whatever the ship and it's got a circular chamber around it. But, uh, but the interesting part is is that you are not like shooting the central core or fighting it. You're fighting the manifestations of it. Yeah, and there are three. There's the unit of hammer, unit of dragon, and unit runner. Unit of runner or whatever they call Weird. it. And the hammer is just like a uh, long you know, pole arm that comes yeah. out. But it's the 3D graphics we talked about before. Yeah, and it it tries to smash you. It can shoot from the end of it, and which is also where you're going to target it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just keep moving and sliding, this one's pretty easy to dodge. Yeah, you wait for it to like slam down and then return fire. Yep. If it slams on you, though, man, it does a ton of damage. Yeah, that's it's like the forty, main, I think. You, take the take the bullet shots if you have to, as as opposed to the contact damage. Uh huh. Now, you destroy the hammer portion, and it becomes a dragon. And then it's a, not the 3D cubes. It is now, like, energy balls. Yeah. And yeah, this one, you know, it kind of snakes around. It'll shoot fire and swipe by at you sometimes. Yeah. I don't... I, I don't barely remember this. remember this one. I feel like it died so fast. Yeah, because it's like... I feel like it spent more time flying around in the background than it did yeah. interacting with me. Yeah, yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. And then finally, you the third form is the runner form. And it is the energy balls now in the form of a running man. Yeah. Which, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and it's kind of cool because you can see it going across the background, and then it comes to the foreground. It'll attack you. And it has two attacks. Uh, one where it does like a low attack, mm-hmm. where it shoots an energy ball across the bottom of the screen, and then one where it shoots an energy uh, ball at a 45-degree angle kind of upward. Yeah. And it's almost always extremely easy to dodge the ball. I think You just so. don't want to get into the path of the arm. Right. Because that'll really tear you up. That's where they get you. So you just got to stay at the very front of the screen and do your dodging there. Yeah. And you can defeat the core guard system. But I feel really bad for the runner when you defeat it because its head catches on fire. <laughs> and then it runs away. And in the background, its head's still on fire right. as yeah. it explodes. <laughs> poor, poor robot. Indeed. But yeah, after that, you're on to the final base. Yes, you are now... Fighting your way through this spacecraft of these evil people, which it's a it's a really neat uh, conceit here because you're you're on a, like a view screen. Yeah, this giant monitor. Yeah, in a com- like a control area where you can see all of the villains lined up watching you. Yeah, and, and then one by one they will leave that and be sent out to f- come fight you. Yeah, because this this level is pretty much a boss rush. It has little interstitials in between. Sometimes you can pick up weapons or a few health things, but there's not too much going on there. Correct. And first boss you fight is the Duck Battalion. Yeah, this is a... It looks just like an ATST kind of. It's a two-legged mech walker with guns on the front. And I think these are the henchmen that were with Pink. Yeah. And... It's the uh, actions it has are the heavy Vulcan shoot and the walking press eddy. Yeah. Um, it'll charge at you. Its feet will not hurt you. So if you crouch, you are invincible except for when it shoots diagonally. It'll it'll do a diagonal down shot and jump backwards. But the first time I was fighting it, I had the exploding fireball and I just crouched. It stayed away from me and I just kept letting off, you know, exploding when it got to it. And I was able to kill it, barely taking any damage. Well, I think either way, this thing's pretty easy to deal with. 
Yeah, because you is. can slide under it really easily as well. That's yeah, that's the key. You destroy it, and well, well, this is where you'll move right. to the right, and then you have to jump up all those floors where there are like cannons shooting at you, or giant cannons. Yes, and this is a great place to die if you're playing two player. Oh, I can see that because man. the rhythm is almost impossible to get. In fact, <laughs> we just gave up. Like we try, we we rewound this part so many times, and we're just like, oh whatever, one of us is taking the hit. Like there's no yeah. way to get the timing right because you just have to start jumping so fast. Yeah, if I mean by myself, I never like I would just hold down the jump button. Yeah, and and hold down or hold down the fire button while I was jumping, and I could generally blow the cannons up when you land. Before landed. yeah, before they. Uh, attack me so yeah but it's only like five or six floors but yeah you, you'll get up there head right and then you'll get to the next boss area the pink lobster yeah pink comes out and she has a new mech now and it has the slash chopper the slash nipper and a bubble bomb yeah um i love that bubble bomb the bubble bomb is funny because you know it's shooting out these bubbles and if they get you they'll you'll go inside it and it pulls you up to like the ceiling top uh-huh. of the screen it'll drop you but sometimes you can get hit by another one it can like combo you kind of or you can just stay on the opposite side of the screen and they will never touch yeah. you <laughs> ever yeah this this boss really yeah you want to slide underneath and dodge that claw that's the really attack to watch out for yeah uh, you just want to you want it to bubble you because at that point it's just free hits yeah yeah yeah. it's not much not much to worry about now in between these guys there's usually at least one or two crates you can destroy Mm-hmm. That has a gun change, maybe some health. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Because uh, after this, you're going to be back up against Orange. Ugh, he's back. Yes, he has sent out to fight you again. And, and this is a this is a crappy fight. This is one of the worst. He's, uh, I mean, now he has 5,000 hit points, so he's way stronger than before. Yeah. And he has these weird fire powers that you'll see where, you know, he'll do his shoulder tackle rush if you, you he... Well, he has the final Big Bang and yeah. the ground-burning draft. Yeah. So this area you're fighting him has two floors, kind of, that you can jump up and down between. Yes. And if you're on the same one as him, generally he will charge you quickly, and you want to jump down or up. You know, if he's above you, he'll kind of elbow drop you. Now, if you have the chaser... I think that's what I ended up using. Because... I think this is like, man, I just, I just... It kind of stunlocks him in a way that you can run underneath him. And then when he is unstunlocked he'll do his charge right. to get over you stunlock him again run away and you can rinse repeat that for a very long time I, I just kept this loop running where it was shoot him until you know once he starts getting close jump up to the top and then either slide or jump across so mm-hmm. that when he jumps up i can turn around shoot him and then drop and just keep dropping jumping because in addition to that weird fire dash if he's below you he will do that helix yeah super attack up that does a ton of damage it is no fun so keep away from him this it might be i don't know this is if not the worst fight in the game i think it's the second worst it's i think it all depends on on what item you have going in here yeah that's true now you defeat him and well lucky for you there is 40 health waiting for you on the other side yeah and you're gonna need it because well you're getting on an elevator and then you're going to go fight the black fly and this fight starts off in a little weird fashion. And in fact, if you don't know what's going on, you can be in a lot of danger right off the bat. Yeah, this took me a few, yeah. Because these weird lasers start coming down. And you actually want to get inside them. Yeah, it's they're, they're like these little orbs with these things coming off, you uh-huh. know. And, and you want to avoid them, but you can destroy them. Yeah, so if you get in between the two of them, you now have a path to inch back and forth as yeah. the elevator is going up. You can follow it. 
And if you're shooting the whole time with a chaser or like something strong like that laser sword, you will destroy at least one side of it and then you're free. Yeah. If you don't start out in the middle of the two, though, you will get like trapped by the outside. outside. Yeah, which happened to me several times. And there are, you know, because you're on like, I guess, an elevator in the center and there are platforms moving, scrolling downward on the left and right. Yeah. And if you fall down, you take damage and blah, blah, blah. It's no fun. No. But eventually, after these laser walls, you—that's when the black fly will actually emerge, which is a ship with the black minion guy who built the dice palace. Yeah, yeah. And then you can attack it for a little while until it leaves the screen and you start the laser maze again. Yeah, and hopefully though you can destroy it before the laser maze starts back up. I hope, yeah, because this this one took me a minute to actually master. Like, once I had the patterns down, kind of, and understood what you're actually doing, it's not that bad. Well, he's super annoying, though, once you get to him, because he does that uh, triple shot laser that spins, where you have to, like, climb the wall and then go over him to avoid it. Mm, Yeah, yeah. And I, I found that to be, I could only do it successfully one or two times. I was always taking at least one hit from that guy. Yeah, and and this is an area where the since the platforms are scrolling, I kept finding myself grabbing onto them when I didn't want to. Right. You know, so it cost me a second or two, so the the beams got me. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Now, he has uh, almost 4000 points, so hopefully you can destroy that guy, and if you do, the elevator stops. And you move to the right, and then well, it's a rematch to your old friend, Green. That's right, Green. He's here to fight in person. Yeah, no giant mechs this time. Mano y mano. Yeah, this guy can be tricky at first if you don't know what you're doing. Well, because he fights much like you. Yeah, he'll he'll follow you around and um, he can... Throw, throw you? Yeah, he can throw you. He can throw little ninja stars. Yes. Um, and then he has a weird like shield thing. I think that, it's the very shield you have. That may be that I never used, but it is is. because I thought I was damaging him or, or, you know, I I got here with the rapid fire lightning gun. So I'm shooting these lasers at him. Right. Right. And he's just holding his hand out and there. I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was destroying projectiles. So I just sat there for almost a full minute. Just (laughs) nothing's happening. I I was right. who, Who will blink? But it was me. I blinked. So. But really, I found the key with him is to keep changing levels because this is a multi leveled area. When you jump up, he'll jump and follow you, and then you'll have a brief window where you can hit him. Before he will react. Yeah. Agreed. Then then just drop and repeat and jump up, jump down, jump up, jump down, and he'll follow you. He's actually one of the easier patterns to manipulate. And then behind him is a door, and you walk through that door, and awesomely, you walk in to the control room where all the bosses have been watching you the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And there you have Mr. Gray. What's his name? Yeah, I just saw him named as Gray. Gray. The evil, evil dude. And now it's time to fight your, your big super boss fight. But no, the gems themselves turn on this dude and zap him. Rejected. And then they fly off into the next room. Yeah, and if you follow them there, you will see finally the deadly form of gold and silver in the background. Yeah, because they charge up this giant device. A The machinery comes apart. It lifts the top <laughs> yeah. off and yeah. reveals this golden robot inside he's kind of weird looking but well he looks really awesome except for his hair yeah he's a weird he's a weird foppish do but otherwise he looks like a i feel like a 60s anime robot or you know like i love it except for the hair yeah it's very 90s hair stuck on the wrong robot and get this his colors are gold and silver whoa now this fight is something this is a tough one you know it's up there because 
You've got gold and silver who's attacking you. He can teleport. He can smack you. He has that spread fireball attack. Yeah, he's got a the golden blast nuclear, the jewel strike, and the earth yeah. resolver, and he has nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine hit points. Yes, he's very he's very tough. But the real key is that you want to hit the gems. You don't want to hit him. Pro tip: uh, you can do almost two thousand damage to him when he first lands because he'll be standing there and not doing anything. Being confused. But you can hit the gems. So. Yeah, and you always want to aim for the gems because they're always easier to hit than him. Yeah. Take advantage. Uh, but what makes this even more unique uh, as a battle is the fact that each gym will then come down and imbue him with like a different special power. Yeah. I saw several like the... Well, let's start with the red gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will give him like a flame whip that is like flaming around the... the... Well, it's not really a power for him. It's just a power of that gym. Yeah, they come down. It's, he's still walking around messing with you. Yeah. So he never stops and he's invincible, you know, so watch out. But the... The flame gem will come down, and it's kind of got like a spiral flame that comes out. It, it reminds me of uh, one of the forms of the Seven Force. Yeah, yeah. Like the tail form or yep. something? Yeah. Yep. Uh, this one, not too bad uh, no. to avoid. Uh, but the yellow gem, it's the one I like the least. Is that the laser one? Uh, it shoots all the laser projectiles. Yeah, not fun. No, you have to jump and dodge those. and They're they, quick. They're, they're very quick. Almost too quick. You might say. Then you have the blue gem. It hovers near you and then fires a laser down. Uh, okay, that's the one I've, I remember seeing. That one's not as bad. No, not at all. And then the green gem, it shoots like a homing projectile. I don't think I saw that one. Or if I did, I don't remember it. Womp womp. But you can, at a certain point, it, it locks in, and then you can either jump to avoid it or wall jump, that kind of thing. Gotcha. This one, I can't remember if I, I think I might have ended up using, beating it with the lightning chaser. It was either that, I fought it a lot with the exploding fireball as well. Okay. Because that will hit all the gems, kind of, but keeping the heat on never stopping yeah and just keeping away from gold and silver he's no fun he isn't but you can beat him and when you do you are treated to a very nice final cutscene because this thing's gonna explode you got to get out of here yeah and and you know gold gold and silver is heading to earth and you're chasing him along with some troops that gold and silver destroys that you see they're little little men and oh, then yeah. they're he then wipes they're them out and wounded you're like he's gonna get to not to Earth, but to whatever your planet is. Or was it Earth? Uh, it's Gunstar 9. And at this point, it looks hopeless. You don't know how you're going to stop him. But then who would show up but Green himself in the Seven Force? And he is no longer brainwashed, but he is extremely remorseful for what he's done. That's right. And we know where this is going. He decides he's going to basically kamikaze the gold and silver. And he does. He takes it out, but does so by ending his own life. Yeah, because it's like about to attack you, I think. Yeah. You know, and he charges it and, oh no, and he's destroyed. You saved the planet of Gunstar 9. And then you have a nice uh, long, long list of credits. Uh, one of which was, I do remember, the cool sprite something. The word cool is used as a describer. Oh, but... yeah, yeah. No, they, they're kind of goofy in some of them. I do remember that. Yeah, I'm trying to, yeah. And then at the end, it's just a simple game over. Uh, the one thing to note is that oh, the credits are happening over a really crazy spinning starscape. Yeah, it's going wild. It is crazy. And uh, almost made me dizzy at one point. <laughs> but, you know, it is a really nice and uh, a fitting end. It is nice you get that long cutscene because, you know, this is an awesome game. And it would be sad if you just went straight to black. But instead, you get that nice little closure yeah. and a fitting the end. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, guys and gals, we are now in the final portion of the show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Which I gave a 4.0. I went with a 4.5. I had that written down yeah. and I erased it. Well, I was up there, you know. I, I said the graphics are simply top-notch. Yeah. Uh, the sound effects, though, are a little overpowering. It's the only reason I didn't give it the full 4.5 or a 5 is that it doesn't have the music all the way for me. Yeah, I when I was going back through and downloading the sounds and stuff and really listening to them, you know, because this does have a sound test. Yeah. Uh, just the, the richness and quality of a lot of these weird explosions. Normally, I don't care about those, but they, they really got to me, so... Well, it is nice because there are a billion explosions in this game, so it's nice to have a rich tapestry of different explosions to pull from. I mean, more than I even thought, and they're all pretty sweet. The real thing is that the graphics and the animations in this game are just unbelievable. They are, to me, like the pinnacle of sprite work. That's where I love seeing things. There's a lot coming at you at once, and there's very few spots. I did notice a few areas with some slight slowdown, but... I mean, anything like this on, say, the Super NES, and it would grind to a slow, slow pace. And you know what everything is supposed to be. All the characters really stand out, and it's just a joy to look at. Yeah. Next up is Play Control, and I gave it a 3.5. I went with a 4.0. I think it's pretty good, um, especially once you get your jump dash down. You're really able to dodge everything you want. But for me... What really knocked it is that why uh, can you throw the second player? I man, I don't know. It, I just don't. I don't get it. It's a little more. It's like River City Ransomish, but it I, is. Except for in River City Ransom, you have a lot more room to avoid the other player. Right, right, and you're not. Well, ideally, there are a few spots, but for the most part, you're not throwing them off of edges. Yeah, and it just really brought me down because this is the kind of game that is an awesome two-player game. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, it does have such a huge wealth of moves you can do yeah yeah <laughs> yeah now it gives you a lot to play around with and it's not all necessarily required at times so it's kind of in it's up to you to figure out how you want to go about things i think maybe with a little more practice on my part i could knock that up to a 4.0 mm-hmm. all right nick now we have the challenge factor um, i gave it a 2.5 as did i and i feel like the fact that you have the guns to choose from the continues yeah, yeah. Yeah. The infinite. checkpoints. Those all, you know, it doesn't matter how hard any one part is, you're given enough time to just beat your head against it you to can, break through. You can brute force your way through this if you if you want to bad enough. Yeah. And, you know, I think one interesting fact we didn't really talk about is that you really could use certain gun loadouts as another difficulty level. That's true, yeah. You can make the game easier or harder just based on which guns you choose to use. I mean, it does have selectable difficulty, but... Either way, I, there's nothing that I felt was unfair or too hard here. And while it was it was hard enough to keep me interested and involved, but not discouraging. Agreed. And then finally, Nick, we have theme and fun. I went with a 4.5. As did I. This game has it all. Yeah, it's fun, frenetic action. I mean, I beat it twice for the podcast. Yeah, and that yeah. really, that says a lot. I, I usually, I hate to say it, I'm barely scraping by to find the time <laughs> to get through the game. You know, before we got to get in to record. I have kids, coaching, all kinds of things I do. So you know, many things. Not to brag. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
But so it is uh, sometimes hard to find the time to get through a longer game. And this game was such a joy that not only did I make time for it, I went through and played through it again because it was just a blast. Yeah, it's, it's just a really fun uh, run and gun game. One of the best uh, of its generation or since then. And as far as theming is concerned, I mean, literally, the first four levels are so unique and distinct. And even each chunk of each level is a very distinct portion from the last. The game, the, the folks at Treasure really knew how to keep it fresh and fun. And, you know, once you make it to the second half of the game, the story really pulls you through the different locations. And I really like that. Yeah. Which brings us to our final question, one that I'm pretty sure I know the answer to, Nick. Should you play this game? Uh, yeah, you, everyone should. It's a really fun, fun action game. I said yes, of course. Uh, this, to me, is the best 16-bit shooter running gun game I've played. Yeah, it's hard to... Nothing comes to mind right away. To, you know, it's uh, it's so awesome. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's, a, you know, it's not doesn't have the grittiness of, like, Contra, the later ones, so it's... right. A lot more forgiving in that way. So yeah, get out there, play it. I mean, as we said, you can find this on the Wii Virtual Console if you went back in time. <laughs> or in the modern times, you can get it in that Genesis uh, multi-cart. It's out there and it's available for a reason. So please, find a copy of this game. You owe it to yourself. Next week's game will be Power Blade for the NES. So find a copy of that game, grab your controllers, and play along, friends. And remember, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, do you know what the Mega Bolt does? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll give you a thousand thanks. I'm not going to lie. I'll know before then, because I'm going back to check it out. <laughs> but hey, we do appreciate hearing from you, and if it was your favorite, do let us know. Um, on the Facebook at Cartridge Command, or uh, maybe on Twitter at Car Command, where we occasionally let you know when new shows drop. But the best way to know when a new show's happening is by subscribing. Yeah, subscribe. And maybe tell a friend or some other person to listen, and hopefully they will, because we love it when more people listen to this show. We love it. And of course, we must always give a special thanks to those one those fine and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command for it is their hard-earned dollars that they hand over to us on the monthly that makes the show possible yeah they're all great so you don't have a quip this time i got nothing sorry <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys and gals all so very much and as always cartridge commandos game, game on, on.